This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. This episode of Our Fair City is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked us not to read an ad. Please enjoy the show. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by the company you depend upon for all of your greatest needs, Heart Life. These stories are true dramatizations from our fair city's glorious history. So listen and remember, Heart Life, all the life you'll ever need. last days of our fair city, rogue policies awarded themselves honorifics of glory. Revolutionaries, liberators, freedom fighters, monikers intended to hoodwink historians, to obscure unforgivable deeds, and to mask bare-faced treason under the soft, tawny beard of egalitarianism. History proves that insurrection is never, ever an effective strategy unless sanctioned by an authorized manager, of course. And where were the managers of Heart Life during the bloody, week-long uprising known as the Red Thaw? Why, they were doing what any responsible manager would do in a time of crisis, attending an off-site meeting. Let us now follow Bernadette James, newly instated Vice President of Heart Life Ways and Means, Successor to the late Charles Wynne, Ms. James has little patience for civil unrest, and even less for navigating dank, unfamiliar, abandoned tunnels. Despite the unappealing locale, Ms. James dutifully winds her way through the rough, earthen corridors toward a dimly lit stone chamber. Bernadette Ah! James! Carter. Not a smart time to sneak up on a policy, you know? And please, Bernie. Oh, sorry. Right, Bernie. (laughs) It's fine. Who's running this meeting? Oh, I couldn't tell you. Someone slipped the invite under my door. It's on HR stationery, so I assume Teresa Chu set it up. Huh. That's proactive of her. Good morning, executives. Wow. Almost every member of upper management. What's the occasion? Did the commissioner finally legalize corn? (laughs) (laughs) Corn is no laughing matter, 
madam. Aw, lighten up, Kamish. Seriously, though, I've got time-sensitive projects on my plate, so if HR just set this up as a quarterly touch base, then please, send Teresa my regrets and consider your bases touched. I'm afraid that's not possible. Edward Davenport! Edward Davenport! Edward Davenport! Edward Davenport? You're goddamn right. Don't worry, everyone. The security door is for your protection, as is this meeting. Now, if you'll please take your seats, we'll begin. I'm sorry. Can someone refresh my memory? Isn't Ed Davenport a junior dispensarist for the Blue Line Beverage Kiosk? Well, yeah, but he used to be vice president of HR. You think this is appropriate, Ed? Diverting executives, wasting our time while outsiders are upstairs rioting? Who's your supervisor? I want her name and policy number. My supervisor's been missing since yesterday. Now, I know this is unorthodox. What's unorthodox is my gargantuan list of action items, my understaffed leadership team, and the people-mover-sized headache I've got because every nitwit who slings coffee is either cowering in their homes or calling superiors to ridiculous meetings. I assure you all, this meeting is of life-or-death importance. Wait, are you gonna kill us? No, Lloyd. Go have a coffee. Oh, there's coffee. I don't care if he brought... And pie. There's pie? Oh, boy, look at that pie. Bernadette? Bernie. Bernie. Please, if you don't like what I have to say, then penalize me in whatever way you see fit. Just give me five minutes of your time. I guess I can stay for a little while. Continue. Thank you. Executives, if you would please take your seats and direct your attention to the screen. Would someone hit the projector? Thank you. Very little is known about the history of the Bad Ages. However, one quality that we've inherited from our uncivilized predecessors is frighteningly clear. When placed under great stress, a population of human beings will resort to violent measures. Policies. The H word is overly scientific. And unprofessional. Fine. A population of policies will resort to violent measures. Okay, look, you're missing the point. Peace is an agreement, all right? It's a balance between give and take, yours and mine. But if we... If leadership takes too much without giving back, if you push policies beyond reasonable measure, then those policies are left with few options other than open revolt. Good policies know how to escalate their grievances peacefully. You're making excuses for the ignorant riffraff with whom you currently labor. Nice one, Eunice. Shut up, Terrence! It doesn't matter if you spent your whole life in the tunnels or in the tower. When you're starving while still on the job or watching your loved ones cut down defending Hot Life's property from ant people, it stirs up something inside you that's bigger than your love for the company. I saw it firsthand during the power crisis, and I learned that once you've pushed your policies too far, all the valued employee awards, the promises of promotion, all the directorial commendations in the world won't win them back. All right, Davenport, enough. We get it. Mistakes were made, and now the policies are upset. But I, for one, 
am not some soft-knuckled coffee pumper. I am the Commissioner of Public Safety. Now, I am going back up there to find Executor Valentine. And the Davenport I know would have marched right alongside me. Riot shield in one arm, truncheon in the other. Wake up, managers! We've got an unyielding insurrection, and I'm the man to throttle it. Oh. That's right. So enjoy your pie, everyone. I'll see you on the other side of history. Ah! Careful, smokes, Davenport. Like father, like daughter. It's all right, everyone. It's not going to kill him. It's a safety door. Doesn't look very safe to me. It's perfectly safe. This place is an abandoned mole warrant. Pups used to be born here. Lovely. Heartlife installed the safety doors to make sure the pups didn't wander off. Think of it as a mandatory corporate retreat. What's to stop us from sucking you with a chair and confiscating the keys? Yeah. Well, for one, there is no key. We're sealed in until someone from an outside terminal deactivates the door. And two, I could physically restrain each and every one of you soft knuckles if I had to. A likely story. I'm the only known life form to take a bullet from Agent George Chamberlain and live. Oh, Davenport. Still hurts whenever an agent's nearby. Wow. Shut up, Carter. Now we can waste our time squabbling, or you can hear the rest of my presentation. Wait, if no one comes looking for us, we could be trapped in here for weeks. Why do you think I brought so much pie? Now, if I could direct you back to our next slide... You said that this meeting was for our protection. Well, that's not your job, mister. It's street safes. It's tower watches. It's Teju Valentines. If you really care about the company, then let us out so we can get back to managing policies and squashing this outsider fracas. Well said, units. Those outsiders ripping through the halls upstairs, they are your workforce. Every day, more street safe and tower watch officers join them. And they're out for blood. Your blood. Now, please... Everyone. We were colleagues once, and you may not care about that, but being a manager still means something to me. I want to help you survive this. Okay, Davenport. I'm listening. Thank you. Carter knows the numbers don't lie. I learned that from his team of actuarial... things. So if you won't believe my personal assessment of the situation, then let these statistics convince you. Bar graphs. Great. Take your seats, please. I've got a lot of slides here. We can interpolate that using the data from the ants crisis, and we find a new value for the percentage of deaths due to subordinates terminating their supervisors. It's high, we get it. Good. We can conclude that this would be the leading cause of policy-on-policy death if not for the fact that Agent Chamberlain is technically the superior of the majority of policies with which he interacts. So what? When the opportunity presents itself, workers kill their managers. My policies would never lift a finger against me. I've always been afraid of the ones. Eunice. Where's Eunice? She crawled into the air duct in an attempt to escape. No big deal. <laughs> I loosened the bolts that hold the ducts to the wall. Get away with us, you piece of garbage. What is wrong with you? Didn't your parents ever put you on timeout as children? I turned my parents into data extraction. Oh, mine were eaten by mold. I'd like some pie, please. 
Davenport. We all understand how serious the situation upstairs is, and we appreciate that you want to keep management safe. We really do. But the directors are still up there looking down on us with our best interests in mind, and their success depends on us. Everyone has to work together as a team, right? We need to grab our responsibilities and hold firm to our standards. Can you see where I'm coming from? Well... Get him! Well, Mr. Coffee and Pie, Mr. Slideshow, who's in charge now? Let me go, you idiots! Eunice, give me that plate. Gonna slip my throat with a pie plate? Let us out, now. I'm saving your lives. Everyone, keep him pinned down. We're in this together. That's what I've been saying. Last chance, Ed. Let us out. You'd kill me? In front of all these nice managers? If that's the cost of our freedom, I'll pay it gladly. Now you know how your workers feel. Let him go, Bernie. You know he's right. Shut up, Lloyd! Tape recorder in my pocket. Listen. Teresa Chu? Yes. But policies like Teresa. She was a good manager. She was still a manager. Ah, not the worst meeting I've conducted. What are we supposed to do now? Now we lay low, and we start thinking of a plan to make things right with your people. I've been thinking about rewarding policies with Colorful stickers. Think harder. There it is. A true dramatization of Edward Davenport's final act of corporate sedition. That a former vice president could stoop so low even as his company erodes around him. Disgraceful. I know not, dear listener, whether Edward Davenport was ever punished for his disloyalty, but if there is justice in this world, then I pray that to you and yours the name of Davenport is synonymous with the word traitor. So don't be a Davenport, and join us next time as the final stories of our fair city continue. Loyal Policies, this is Heartlife NFP executive producer Jeffrey Gardner. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Our Fair City. We're very excited to share a few details for our upcoming Herbert West miniseries, funded by our generous Patreon backers. This series will be written by four guest writers from other amazing podcasts, and will be released first on our Patreon feed, then here on the podcast later. We're thrilled to tease the first piece, a Dynamic Tale of Albuquerque from Sarah Shackett of Wolf 359. 
We're also excited to announce a new Patreon goal. When we reach $650, we will be releasing scripts for Adventures in Science, Andrew Snidge's audio drama from Episode 2, to all of our patrons. You can learn more and become a patron at patreon.com slash heartlifenfp. Thank you all again, and as always, we'll see you in the tunnels. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.